Welcome to the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast, where we cover topics related to the current social media scene regarding food with some of the most popular accounts around the city and talk about their success in Sin City and beyond. I'm your host, Philip Zhang, aka Las Vegas Phil, F-I-L-L. Check me out on IG or TikTok and feel free to email me anything at lasvegasphil at gmail.com. This episode's guest is Paul Ryu, uh, a.k.a. at Ryu Sauce, who was one of the early social media foodies to make a splash in Vegas over five years ago. Uh, With his unique eye for filming and food, it's easy for me and thousands of others to recognize Paul's signature work. And whether it's from his IG account, which now sports more than 82K followers, or when it's being reposted on huge national accounts like Food Beast and countless others, uh, he's effectively raised his profile immensely in the city and the restaurants he posts about. Paul, his wife Mindy Rogers, and Jeremy Witt uh, parlayed their talents over two years ago, started Jump Force, J-M-P Force, which is now the biggest social media company in Las Vegas. They handle multiple accounts with countless success stories from local mom and pop restaurants to national lifestyle and food beverage brands. And it's my pleasure to have Paul Ryu, my good friend, better known as Ryu Sauce on the show. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Phil. Can I get the copy of that? Of that? Oh, of yeah. that bio? Like, yeah, that'll know. just be your bio. That's a huge flex, man. Okay, thank you. Uh, I didn't I didn't expect that, but I swear this feels like I'm just like talking to you regularly on a Zoom call because we talk so much. I didn't expect such a such a boost from you for the intro, dude. But thanks so much. I really appreciate it, and thanks for having me. Of course, of course. I mean, it was it was inevitable. You were one of the first people I definitely wanted. Uh, immediately because your your story everything going on in vegas and it's just uh it's just crazy how how big you've gotten um how big the whole team's gotten it's a team but you know what i'm really excited about your podcast man i think like that's like something that i really really wished you would do and now you're doing it so i feel like i'm, I'm gonna be one of your biggest fans for sure 100 percent. let's go back to the first time i met you it was actually you probably don't remember yeah when i first met you i was like holy shit it's paul ryu so no, no swear <laughs> to God, swear to God. So oh, we, I God. met you and Mindy at Bell's Barbecue in Henderson of all places. Uh, oh Susie, yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah, that Susie was hosting the event, aka Happy Tummy 702. I think this was in late 2016. Watching you guys all work, I'd never see I saw anyone stand on chairs before or make crazy spreads, uh, which is now. Are you wow. Yeah. Then I was trying to figure out, well, how the fuck do I hang out with these guys all the time? They seem so cool. Man, I remember that shoot. I remember the the, the, the shots. And um, I, I, yeah, you're right. Severson City. Terry was there. Susie was there. Those days are coming back, by the way. Mindy is fully back to her hand modeling days now, dude, after having the baby and coming back to life. But I don't know if a lot of people know this right now. Mindy is the single backbone of our of our company. So she's like the, she's like been behind back of the office but she kills it she's that's the best thing that for her she's happy with that she's happy doing it um that's what's, yeah mindy is the m in the jmp so we can get into that later but yeah that's that's she's the m i'm the p let's talk okay. about the leap go back to when you were just posting and when you and mindy were just going out and eating and then taking that leap from going from your old jobs to starting the company i mean that takes a lot of guts to jump off that cliff and uh, and go for it and I feel like a lot of people are in that stage right now, right? Especially the guys that are uh, doing this kind of full-time or, or, or things are getting busy for them as a side job. So, yeah, when I met you at Bell's, I, st- I think we still had the 9 to 5, right? And uh, 
I was a partner at a travel company. We were doing, we were, we were wholesalers for hotel rooms and we were going after engineers and stuff like that. Mindy was back at the house. I've always worked with Mindy side by side every day, same job. You know, she, we met at work. As the PR invites and the, and the dinners increased, it was like once a month. You know, remember those days when you were like so excited that you were, you were getting a comp meal at a trip restaurant for an opening and you were just excited to go there? Well, that led to like that led to me and you who had to work nine to five, who had to agree to two dinners a night, one at 5.30 p.m., one at 7.30 p.m. I know this because it was coming at us so fast. It was at once a month and it would be once a week and then it went every day and then it went to twice a night, four times a weekend. You guys know, you know that we were. Yep. Yep. I remember one time, Phil, that I looked at you after seven days of eating together without planning to eat together. You know what I mean? Like we, we had seven dinners together without planning to eat together because yeah. we were ready to start dinner so much. So we, I saw it coming. And at the same time, uh, I had my first client and that's, you know, when I had my first client, it, it's that whole Changa story. It blew up, it blew up to a, a lot of clients after that. And the reason that we created our company is because it drove us to a point where I was thinking about how do you how do you scale this, you know? Uh, and, and so we can get into that later. But the leap of faith came from that momentum of of of, of this this you know influencer work. And I was working at I was unhappy basically. I was working a sales job. Uh, I'm not going to even go into what it was because like I'm still good in good standing with everybody. But yeah. um, I hated Mondays. I love Fridays. You know, uh, I no longer have that. I no longer feel like that. I always wanted to do something else. And here's the thing, dude. I was such. I was so into sales. I ha- I touched over seventy five percent of the money that was coming into that uh, to that business. And I was a director of sales there. I was I was killing it. And so so I couldn't really leave either and leave the company hanging like that when I wanted to. And Mindy was there. So we were we were on the split road, right? We, I can't really leave this, but I really want to do this. But I'm not really sure if this is going to actually pay out or not. Remember, at the time, we really didn't know if it was going to come to this or not. So we're just keeping going, keeping it going, and this dinner thing kept kept up, and the and Changa blew up, and I was talking to my best friends for ten years. This is Jeremy. He's the J of JMP. Uh, I didn't know what he did for the first eight years of me hanging out with him. I just partied with him. He was a VIP at Palms, and I was I went out a lot, and we would just meet at a table. Every time he would fly in, he would have the biggest table at Rain or whatever at, at the Palms. And he would just call me out and we would just party. I never knew what he did. Uh, good friends. We would go eat and stuff like that. He just had a genuine interest in me and Mindy and how the relationships were going. I'll tell you that story one time when it's when we have a few drinks. But um, it's, you know, so so that came to, and, and, and he was an investor and he was also a consultant. And he, I actually connected him with my CEO at the travel company to consult. And that's when he decided to say, Basically, he said that you need a 90 plan, 90 day plan, because um, I was a loyal kind of like a, I was called an owner, but never was written in, never was getting any dividends, never was getting anything. We were killing it in sales for a while. Uh, I didn't see that owner owner money. And then for the last few years of it, made, he, you know, the, 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 the leader of the company made some bad decisions, I would say. And uh, it, it, it kind of put us in a bad situation. And this is why, dude, um, now this is like my fourth small business in town, I, I would say, or, or fifth. 
I've, I've lost a lot. I've exited maybe once or twice, but the uh, now what when I when we started this, we knew by then that it all comes down to people. Yeah, it's it's literally all it is. Uh, it, it, you know, I had an experience where it was a good organization that one guy made all the bad decisions, and we were we I saw the whole thing from ten to zero go down, and I was so loyal, dude. Jeremy told me, Paul. This is going to, the ship is going to go down. So you might want to work on your 90 plan. I told him, if this ship goes down, I am going to go down with it all the way. And until my leader says, yes, we are done and you can go, I'm going to go. So that, that's one of the reasons why Jeremy wanted to work with me is because of this, I grew up, I came here from Korea by myself when I was 13. I grew up with parents and I, I have a crazy story like that, right? But, but one thing I learned was, I guess, loyalty. I'm just super, I'm with it. You know, I'll go down with the ship. Yeah. You know, so, you know, move on. So I, I leap of faith came from happiness and knowing that the, the company ended up going, going BK. It, it all went all the way down. Oh. And I, but I knew it, right? So for the last month of it, we started on our Jump Force plan. It happened at Sparrow Wolf. We came up, the, up with the name Jump Force at Spare and Wolf, and it was the meeting between us. And my thing was, I already had Changa by that time, and I knew that there was going to be more business because I we killed it over there. Not us, not me, like everybody else that came, came with me. Um, but my thing was, how do you scale this? Like, I I see a lot of mercenaries that one man bands that are killing it out there. But you and I both know, you get to that client, to that sixteen client. You get to think how how are you gonna handle all that, right? Yeah. And it gets to a point where I don't want to go into this industry knowing that I have a limit, you know. So that's when I went to Jeremy, and he's the one that he's the one he's the he's the Wizard of Oz, I call him. He's the man behind the curtain who is the brain. He's a he's an investment banker. This is one out of his twelve ventures that he owns. Uh, he's a acting CEO of like six of them. Uh, one of them being a ad agency in New York. 40 years old, only deals with Fortune 500 companies, and he knows that the new is coming. And he was looking for something like this. And at the same time, our our our, our foodie community in Vegas kind of blew up. By the way, I don't like that word, foodie. You know, I don't either. Uh, I, I didn't like it either in the beginning, but I don't know what the fuck else to call it. I would rather go with food content maker, I guess, but it's so long. You, you know what I mean? Like, what am I yeah. going to I'm a Las Vegas food content maker. It's like six words, four words. But uh, yeah, so that's how I, I took a leap there. Uh, it went down. It literally, dude, we we went down with it. But I had a plan B by that time. Thank God, Jeremy. And the day that it went down, uh, Mindy was crying. What are we going to do? So Mindy was not, like, she was scared, right? This is, bro, when you, when you jump that ship, you get to find out you were spending too much time working on things that you didn't like. And if you just focus that time into something that you do like, it's 10x the results. Yeah. You know, 100x the result. And, and, and the most important thing is you regret your work, right? Or you don't like, think there's a waste of time or, or anything like that. And I think that kind of pushes you forward. So I had to learn that the hard way. I, I literally got pushed into 
the new venture. The day that I lost it and, and she was crying, what are we going to do? I consulted with Jeremy and the first thing he said is like, this is a very good news for Jump Force. You know, like, <laughs> it was like really good news for us. So, so we started from there. But I always felt like you always had, I mean, you've always been in sales. You've always had the hustle more than 99% of the other people. You, you're able to make a connection to people who uh, you've never met before really quickly. And I think Jeremy definitely knew that. And I think that's a huge reason why you guys are so successful as you are. Yeah, you're right. So I'm, that's pretty insightful, Phil. <laughs> um, so I'm the, I'm the mouthpiece. You know, he's the brain and Mindy is the balance of us all. So it just worked out really great. Uh, I am able to do what I want to, what I'm good at. Uh, and Jeremy is able to build an ecosystem around me that can help me out to stay sane. Um, and, 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 and that, I, you know, one of the questions I was reading, dude, what do you count as success? What, what, what are some of your successes? And you would think that, you know, getting on the billboard on the, you know, largest LED on the strip or getting, you know, working with the stations or, you know, there's so many things, right? But I think the true win to me is learning how to scale it, learning how to scale the unscalable. Right now, I don't handle any accounts. That's crazy. And my entire last two years have been focusing on how to let go. And how to how to build a team around you that you can actually let go and be satisfied with, and that, my friend, you and I both know this, and I don't have to tell you. We talk this talk about this all the time, but I hope everybody knows. Getting ten clients is great. It's not the hardest thing. Going from ten to twenty is hard, but not the hardest. But when you go to twenty to forty, and you go to forty to eighty. If you think that you can just do more to get to 40, you're wrong. Impossible. Um, so, and, and this is not something that you can be aware of and execute. You can't, you know, the industry that we're in, we're artists. So your art, like my way that I do my art, you can't like let other person do that and hope that the other person is going to deliver the 100% of your work. Yeah. So it's really hard to delegate your art. Yeah. Like an artist saying you need to have another person draw for you. That, my friend, is the true name of the game. If you want to grow, you have to kind of work out and try to learn how to slowly, you can't do it the first day, let go. And just expect subjectively his art might be worse than my art. Like to me, the difference could be significant, 50%. But to the client, it might even be better. Right. And that's yeah. what I'm learning. I am nothing in my company. Dude, you keep talking about like how I did. Dude, I didn't do any. I, I just was a mouthpiece. And every, like, I'll tell you who did it. I'll tell you that Emily did, does it. I'll tell you that Jeremy does it. I'll tell you Mindy does it. I'll tell you Tony Holagato does it. I know Sophie, Jay. And people who were who were who were just freelance, like I'll tell you, Sammy, Closet Fat Girl, Beatrice, Tasting Vegas, huge part of our success, and Lindsay, and every and you who helps us constantly. Like we, we you can't. So so now I'm more into the relationship of that, and this is why you think that I'm just the. I value the relationship more than 
anything. So now I'm getting a lot more phone like leads from huge CPG companies who has lost the relationship with all, a lot of influencers out there because they do those uh, email blasts that you you and I both know that I always delete. It says, "Hello, Mr. Las Vegas Food and Drinks," because you know my name right, feels. Right. Like <laughs> and would you like this cookie for a trade for a post? You know that shit. <laughs> Like automatic delete, you know, and automatic and you know, delete all day long. Yeah, we get ten of them a day, and everybody gets it, and we always so so now. But but you know what? That worked for last seven years for these firms because they you send out a thousand of those, maybe like thirty to fifty worst trying to prove lowest engaging accounts agree. But to them, it's a check in the box. Oh, yeah. client, we did influencer marketing. These people posted. Yeah. So now what I'm getting is, hey, the clients are getting smarter, right? They want the real guys, and they want the guys that can really move some needles. And those guys, we've we've lost the relationship with them. So now yeah. I know that the value is having you near us, having the Las Vegas foodie near us, although we do separate stuff. And so what I'm trying to build here is, is exactly that. Me and Jeremy first saw that there's a lot of mercenaries in our game. You are a mercenary. Lindsay's a mercenary. They're all one-man bands that are killing it. We want to build a playground where all of those people can come in and out freely and still work with us, get paid, grow. That, that's, that was our original mission. Now it's gone a little bit wider, you know, and stuff like that, but... Yeah, that was that was the start. That's 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 how we built it. It's been amazing. Want to go back to Janga really quick. So okay. for those that don't know, JJANGA was made famous for their sushi burger. I, I want to say something here. You know, there's a place called Wave in Florida, right? I know that one. Yeah. Okay, so they're huge, and yeah. they're killing it. And I look up to them, and I love. If I was in that area, I would like to go try it out. But I know for a fact, because I get this a lot, oh, Wave started this. Wave did this way before you guys. I right. can prove to you that we did it before. Yeah. And you who know? marketed it better? <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> I don't know, dude. We don't know about that. But, <laughs> but, but yeah. Uh, and and that, that blew up because all of us. And, again, everybody that I knew that in the beginning, it was a lot smaller of a crew, right? You yeah. knew this. At the, at the Bell's Barbecue stage, it was much a smaller crew. And if a restaurant in Las Vegas wants to, wants to get some traffic from social media, it was very limited guys that they can call. Well, we were already good friends, Phil, right? Yeah. So I was able to go to Changa and, and kind of, you know, they, they wanted social media. And I agreed to a really low retainer. Until this day, Changa is on that low retainer. You guys, you know that? It's right. crazy. Uh, but... <laughs> No, no, you know, cancel any time, but <laughs> it's not that lowest. But you know, um, so the his his thing was, how do I know what you guys are doing? How we if if the sales increase, how do I know? Which is actually a brave question by a guy that is actually losing business daily. You, you know what I mean? Because because right. what their complaint was, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing well. Right, we're kind of far from the strip. I don't get the festivals. I want to be cooler. I want to get younger people in here. How do I do that? So his thing was, I'm going to give you a code. I'm going to give you Las Vegas, same Las Vegas fill, and I'll give you 20% off. I, I just don't like that. Do you? I don't like discounts. No, I hate that. So my, our bold idea, which I don't recommend to any other 
social media agency right now because it's risky. Like I said, okay, let's create a secret dish, like a dish that nobody's ever seen. Don't tell anyone. Don't put it on the menu. And if somebody comes and orders it, you know, you know it's coming from me. He's like, brilliant. So, yeah. so, yeah. so you know what I did? I went, you know how we have a thread of a DM thread of invites. Oh, yay, we're inviting you, Tonga, come eat. And everybody said, yeah, we'll come. And I just put it in there. And I want to create something new here. What do you guys think? And I think Emily and a couple other people like threw in this like sushi burger they saw from like Japan or something like that. It has still had that white rice burger bun on it. All the complaints on it was like it just breaks down as soon as you grab it, stuff like that. So we we I sent that to Ellen and Ellen said, okay, I'll try that. And then she fried the the bun. Oh, and so she it was her idea to fry the bun. It was their idea to press it and and, and fry it in a bun. And Fucking that brilliant. made it look way better. Yeah. You know? So uh, obviously, Unlocked came, Las Vegas Foodie came, Ninja, remember Ninja and, and, and Happy Tummy and everybody yeah, was there. The I think you went after and everybody just kind of helped out. And that created this momentum of other bigger, like Thrillist actually came in, uh, and, and filmed rather than reposting. Uh, yeah. You know, the Insider and the Travel Channel started going and they, they blew up. That's our that's yeah. our number one success story, I think. It's amazing. And, and la you know, early on when I was there, like there were people from California that literally drove in and. Yeah. So like the girl from San Diego would drive in, take a photo with Ellen and drive back. Dude, I, I, when I went there, there was like a line of guys with luggage, you know, from <laughs> right. the airport and you, they just get it to go and they go to their, their. So they're about to, uh, their, their idea recent, most recent idea was to open up a little tiny to go station on the strip that only does sushi burgers. Right. So, you know what I mean? And it does well. They're all you can eat sushi place, but the burgers are a la carte. You know what I mean? So, so right. you got to get it on the side and it's always an ad on sales for them. That's really well. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, man, like it's the same thing you did for Armano. Yeah. The same thing that, I mean, that's how we are able to show clout and that's how we're able to show what we're, what we're capable of, you know, and, and I just, I just hope that other people sees that and, and, and really believe it. Cause I still, till this day have to fight some clients about the, the possibilities of social media, you know, yeah. and the possibilities of, yeah. of, of social media traffic and yeah. I have to stop them from doing a billboard or, <laughs> or the mail, the mail out coupons or. <laughs> Like, why don't we just cold call people? Why don't we just cold call people? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The TV commercials, it's crazy. It's, yeah. Well, so, so I, I'm in there. And, and that now has come to, you know, us having a, a office, studio, in house photography team, videography team, tech team. How many uh, members now? You'd say. Well, we have salary and freelancers. So if okay. we count the freelancers, it counts you, bro. Yeah, it, yeah. It, We've done a couple things as a company in the beginning because, again, Jeremy's an investment banker and he's, he, he thinks and he's the, he's the future guy. I'm very narrow vision. I'm talking, you know, in the beginning, I was very focused on number of clients. Yeah. Uh, but now I realize that you lose depth if you go too fast forward. Is there something happening? Oh, okay. You're pulling that. Whoops. Yeah. So basically what happens was – uh, I, I realized that you lose depth of the quality if you go too fast with the client client numbers, right? So we grew really fast in the beginning. I think you know that. But yeah. now we're more into the quality of the content and really believe in that you've got to go back to the origins to really show these people. So now I'm more focused on the current clients 
And I'm very careful about new clients now, dude. Um, yeah, I'm getting a lot of other industries. I'm getting a lot of incoming. And, and, and I've, I've always said this, and I'll still say it, and I got some heat for saying this at Clubhouse. I still have not, like, randomly DM'd a restaurant saying that, like, I'm this person and I want to collab with you. I've never done that. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, Jump Force has never asked for our business. And that's, that's that, I've never cold called. Now, yes, we have salespeople that might go out there saying that they represent Jump Force and then they, they, they're trying. For me, as an agency, we, we, so, so far, uh, so, so what, what we're able to do now is kind of like be kind of selective on what brands that you want to work with. Cause you and I both know not everything works. And it could be for a myriad of reasons. It doesn't even have to do with the product. The product could be amazing, but the partnership, the owner could be insane. Um, there could be a lot of other stuff going on. I say the stars have to line up, you know, yeah. and, um, usually when you like, and again, it comes down to people, man. Yeah, I can't work with the client as a person and I can't work, you know, and, and they have to be very, very open arms about this. Uh, although I have a lot of clients that when we went in there, we were the black sheep. But as the results go up, the trust goes up and now they're the biggest fan. So yeah. I love seeing the whole conversion from the whole negative to positive. Yeah, uh, I tell everybody this. That's my pitch. I tell them that. OK, listen, I don't have a contract, right? I don't have terms. I, you can cancel any time. But there's a there's a tipping point. So so let's say that Phil, you hire me, and we don't have a contract. I probably have about ninety days before I have to prove to you that this is either working or not. So I call that the tipping point. Like I tell them, you're probably going to fire me if I don't show you anything in the next ninety days, right? So, but there's always this tipping point where at one point within hopefully within the sixty ninety days, you're going to look around your store and go, you know what? Right now, at this moment, I think Paul is making me more money than what I'm paying him. Yeah, that, my friend, is the moment that the relationship gets a lot better. Yep. <laughs> when best. people come in with those phones, say, "I want this," you know? right? <laughs> so, so that's our little thing <laughs> that I'm always going after. That that's my that's how we tell people that this is actually going to work. And if I, if it doesn't happen, I will take my L happily. And you're right, we shouldn't work together because this probably is not working. So that's what we're working on, man. We've had some like investments in the beginning that did well. Uh, I'm a connector. So I connected Jeremy with another tech team and that investment goes under Jump Force. So I gotta tell you, um, like the move, where we're going next, we're going tech. And I don't think I've ever told anybody that publicly. I think you know this, I don't come out saying, Jump Force is doing that right. or Jump Force got this guy. Right. I never, I don't even have like, founder of jump force on my profile so when when like guys like food beast guys came out for the first time they're like i didn't know you had a had an agency like this or you know it happens like that but man this year i understand that an agency model is a very low margin and very tough to scale business which we're doing fine and i can take thousand more clients right now the way that we have it so like how what we've built and how i was able to scale it phil and and the the what I had to do is a let go of my ego, and let other people trust other people to do better job than me. And they do; they're better than me. I realize that I'm not the number one account grower. I'm not the number one content guy. I'm more of a mouthpiece and relationship guys. I am really getting heavily into relationship with the high profile guys and the celebs and the girls and stuff like that. Right? Yes. And I'm just trying to build this network that is just crazy because. We're coming out with some tech. Oh, cool. 
will be the year that we do. And it's going to be some tech that helps agencies like yours to operate without having to hire five more people. And we've learned this by running our agency, who's, you know, we got to understand this is new. Everything that we did was even new for Jeremy, who's very experienced at everything. Yeah. So learning that and scaling it, we learned a lot. And we want to automate some of those things that you guys are going to have payroll, influencer pay, influencer insight checks, everything, and all this kind of stuff. We're just going to automate it and launch it. Also, we have a, you know, like a virtual tech that we get these Fortune 500 work because, again, our other company works Fortune 500 clients and we get those. We are blessed to get those, some of those works. And one of the tech that we created just now was used by one of the largest insurance companies on the planet. And it's already been sold. It's already been used. And we're happy about this new tech that we created. So we're going to come out with that to all of us. So when we have meetings like this, we might use our tech. I don't know. Stuff like that is the is what's what's in the future for us. That's cool. I love that. Yeah, because you know, the valuation of the company just changes dramatically when you go to a tech company from an agency. When we build our agencies like this, what are we really building? What's what's purchasable is what I want to know. What's the real asset? Is having a bunch of monthly retainers a real asset when the leader of that company leaves? Like, like if I buy Las Vegas Phil and you have 100 clients on retainer, but I buy you out and Las Vegas Phil leaves, are they going to stick with us? I want to build something that's more sellable. You would say that would be one of your further goals down the line to be able to sell jump? Yes. We want to have assets that are yeah. that are more tractable. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Attractive to, I guess, possible buyers. I would love to merge up to a newer, bigger company. Like, like, like a bar stool, come holler at us. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Like that's just wishful thinking, man. Right now, what's at my like day to day is just a bunch of traditional media guys just pouring over to digital media. They're seeing the stations. They're seeing the changas of the world. They're seeing the manos of the world. And they're sitting there during the pandemic. And, you know, like during the pandemic to, to us, I don't even know if I can say this, but it was just crazy. Remember that? Like we were behind of everything and, I know me and you went into this, we talked about this going into the whole altruistic mode, just help anyone because it takes them time to edit their hours on Google and they need to tell people that they're doing to go now. They're about to go out of business because they don't have it. So we just went and helped everyone, lost that, lost all the clients first, right? <laughs> yes, terrible. Yeah. Hello, quit. Yep. Okay. Hello, cut, close. Okay. Remember that? Dude, I, was, I thought I was going to lose all my clients. A hundred. I did too. I did too. I think my attrition was like, 45%, like half my clients just like one day gone. Yeah, Beyond I remember that, that. went into the whole health mode. And I think that actually earned us some clients. And when the governor said open, 100% of our clients came back. Yeah. So that almost doubled our clients. And so it was really busy. I just hope that this continues, man. I I would quickly think that moving to other apps is a, is a thing and, and, and you know, Investing in TikTok, LinkedIn, and other like YouTube shorts and stuff like that is a very big interest of ours. But you know what, dude? I keep going back to the origin. To get better than where we are now, A, I need to work on myself. I think, um, I think I've let go of a lot of things. I have a one-year-old. Uh, I, have, I have a stressful life. I feel like I work a lot, I think. And um, some of these things that I'm doing to myself right now is probably not so good for my long run. But number two, I don't know. It's going to come down to the content. Every time I look at other guys and I look at people, the cream of the crop will rise to the top. And I feel like you need to, you need to, you need to sharpen your tools. 
You know what I mean? You need to really go see the food that you really like. Go get, go, go capture that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm so stuck in my client life. Uh, I, and I realized this while being on another podcast yesterday and they were talking about downtown, downtown restaurants. And what do you, what downtown restaurants do you like? I'm like, when's the last time I actually, you know what I mean? Like, she's like, right. have you, I haven't been to Esther's kitchen. Are you a really foodie? That's, that's basically what it comes down to. Like, uh, you know, I, I barely went to main street provision for the first time and I mind blown, but like, I need to get out more, man. I'm stuck. And, and, th- and this kind of proves how much is out there. Right. Me and you talk about this all the time. I am last year was my year of learning how to, to know that world is abundant. Do not worry about what Las Vegas Phil is closing out there. Do not worry about what Las Vegas foodie, where she's going today or where, you know, everybody is at when you're not that shit. I'm past that now. Yeah. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help you much out there. I yeah. feel like I don't even run into any, you know, like I don't even, I feel like I'm in my own little corner over here, just like revving engines as hard as possible when everybody's just doing their own thing. And we kind of collab together and see where we're at. Yeah. Man, we got to celebrate everybody's wins, man. I got, we got to celebrate other people's wins and we got to kind of support each other. I would love it. And, and we have a really good, healthy community as, you know, food content makers as we speak. Totally. We want that healthier, not worse. And people like you, people like me, people like Lindsay, people like Drew, people like everybody who's in this has to kind of help out. And that's my personal opinion to, to kind of like, and cheer people on, help other people with business uh, and, and kind of can, can come back and, and unite. Yeah, because if everyone, I mean, anyone's success is everyone's success. You know, some people tell me that they're doing better than what they're really doing. Some clients tell me that they're doing a lot worse than what they're doing because they're afraid that we're going to raise our race. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I got clients that will not tell anybody who's doing their social. Do you ever get that? Yes. Like, I, I, I have Korean people calling me and say, hey, nobody would give me their your information. I have to like, I have to like find it. They're like, where's the Korean guy? You know, like the Korean dude, right. the Korean guy. It's hilarious. But I guess that's just all good signs. I don't know. And I got to tell you, one other thing is this. Did I ever tell you, did, did, did people ever ask you if you're, if you consider yourself as a food critic? Uh, yes. And I, my answer is no, because critic, if you're a critic, you're critical. And I'm not critical on my posts. Everything is stuff I like. I don't share any of the bad stuff. So. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Is like, if I don't like it, I just won't post it. You know, so I tell every, my brand you know sponsorships that like if i go and try this and i don't like it i'm not i'm not posting it i'm here more for the traffic of it and i'm here more for awareness of what is out there that people might like without saying that i am the best judge for a taco you know and and and, uh, how experienced i am i think that's subjective right that's uh like if i can show somebody a content of a taco the best way possible then the decision just comes down to the consumer. So that was interesting. I always thought, I don't know that many people within our industry that thinks that they're like a Food expert. Critic? Maybe, maybe, you know what? Uh, Portnoy and pizza when he grades uh, 5.3s and 7.5s, right? Like, So I was about to say, he's big enough to say fuck you and burn <laughs> bridges and people have people hate him because there's still millions of other people that love him. Right, exactly. Where so It's a small town here. So do you think the Las Vegas food critic could still exist in our day and age? I don't know. I, I see, I don't know that world. 
who's who's gonna vote you know how about the awards and stuff dude like yes we need that we need that as much as we need sommeliers right like we need to know what the industry standard is and i just don't have any idea but i just don't consider myself anywhere near that bro i literally think that when i get engagement on my post i'm genuinely like shocked because everything that I think I like, dude, I love uni. I don't even post uni anymore. You know why? Because nobody likes uni except me. Fuck you know? that. I'm going to post uni like in the next two days because you just. I will too. Okay. <laughs> uh, me too, dude. We'll see what happens. Here comes 200 likes, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. Here, here comes unfollows. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Going back to the food critic, I like a 30 year old who has a, an opinion or younger, like I just don't think they'd be ready to be hated or to be a person that's not welcome in a certain restaurant because they they were critical or said something bad about. I know. And I think that's like a tough thing to deal with. I don't want that drama. I don't want that smoke. I'm, I'm only there for the positive, man. I'm only there to right. help. Some of the stuff that I post might not be people's favorite. I understand it. But to me, it's pretty good content. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go right into it then. If we're talking right. about content... I knew you were gonna go there. A granddad. It's, it's my hall. It's like the claim to fame now, dude. This is like my turning point. Where this is the greatest thing ever. If you're listening, it's Paul basically posted a ridiculous roast chicken video from Costco that has blown up, blown minds. So yeah, like I timed it so it it kind of loops to the same point of the song. Yeah. But also, dude, you got to understand when I walked up to that, by the way, I was just walking by. Right. I wasn't even in line for I wasn't even there for chicken. I didn't even get one. I didn't even get one. You're probably on a diaper run or something. Yeah, there was a yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But there was a line of people waiting for the chicken on that side. And I'm walking up and I see the guy doing that. And you can see in the beginning, I zoom in. I'm far away and I zoom yeah. in real quick. <laughs> I shot three clips of like five seconds each. <laughs> Easiest video I've ever edited. And, and dude, you know how you post? I don't know if you like pre-plan your post because there's so many posts now. Me, I when I post, I just go to my album and see what I'm going to post that day. And I just kind of like look. And I was scrolling through the videos and I saw that video. I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll just post this. Thought nothing of it. Then it's just gone. You know what? In the beginning, I, I posted on TikTok first. Right. I remember. It was like one point. 5 million or 2 million or something like that. So I thought yeah. it was a good, good clip. And I knew that the reels had the same song, but on the reels, how I did it was I made it kind of like, so it loops the song a little bit more perfect. So you can't really know when was the beginning of the video. Which is a great thing that, I mean, people, foodies or anyone in social media looking to do reels or TikTok, that's a great tip to make it yeah. seem like a, a seamless loop. Yeah, I so I know guys that are doing those home cooking at the you know the they they take a bite at the end they take a bite at the end and they go oh this is good and then they go in the same scene they go into you know let's say it was fried chicken they, at the very end they eat the chicken and go oh this is good and then go let's make fried chicken and it just it just keeps going and you don't know when the front is when the and here's another thing that I learned that I I learned from shout out to credit they say the magic is between eight and nine seconds you believe that. Yeah, I do. So like how much a person hang on to your video, how much of it they watch is, is a thing. And and one of the things that credits that that really resonated with me is that, yo, know, it takes about three or four, four seconds for you to even know that you don't like the video. 
Yeah, the first three seconds really has to be the most important. Well, then if they stay on for four seconds, no matter what, that's fifty percent play. You know, of your of your eight point five second video, and I think that's one of the keys that these guys were talking about. So, but you know, my my videos are always like fifteen seconds plus. You know, I'm a process guy. I want to know how everything is made, and that that takes a while. So. Yeah, but for an 18-year-old, is, uh, is a one-minute video now too long? I think it is. Probably. These are the things that we talk about in Clubhouse constantly, right? And really? How, okay. But yeah, this video, uh, by far the best video ever. I was getting one million impressions a day to my page. Unreal. We went up to like 9.5 million, and I think the likes count went up to like 338,000 likes. That's more than I've had in the entire month. <laughs> Bro, me too. Me too. Probably more than my entire year. <laughs> yeah, man. It's 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 been kind of cool with that. And it's on Instagram. I thought, you know, I would expect the TikTok to blow up a lot harder, but it it blew up on the reels. Yeah. And you've gotten at least 20k followers just from this, I would say. At least. I started at like high 60s or mid 60s or something like that. Yeah. Has Costco seen this? Do you know? I don't know. I've DM'd him. So when it hit uh, 4 million views, I DM'd him saying, 4 million views, right? And then and then when it hit like 6, 6, I'm like, 6 million. And then 7 million. No replies. Did they see I it? I don't have any more ammo. It's not going to hit 10. Right. Hey, Sam's Club, what's up? <laughs> I know. Like, Sam's Club, would you like to do this? You know, holler at me, Sam's Club. But anyway, I'm so glad that I just got that five-second shot at Costco. And God, I did. You know, I put like hours into our, con- you know, like we put hours <laughs> and hours into this. This took me like four seconds to make, bro. Four seconds, dude. I love oh, it. Song. That makes sense. Literally four seconds. Dude. Thanks for sharing. That calls me like my art is just like, it, you know what I mean? What am I doing? What are Why we doing? not? See what happens. That's a good advice as well. Get out of your comfort zone. Try something different. And, you know, maybe your, your post will be the next 10 million play post. I heard that from uh, Eli from Subi. Shout out to Eli. He said, throw a wrench into your feed, man, every once yeah. in a while. Get out of that. You have to do it this way to get that engagement. It's just bullshit. And I wish I was more like that. I still talk about not being able to post uni. So obviously, I'm still in this hellhole. But no, I'm not. Are you, are you on a diet? No. Are you, are you eating whatever you want right now? Dude, okay. So I had a, we had a clubhouse chat. And mm-hmm. whenever we do this, every single time somebody comes up, we tell them, hey, what'd you eat today? You're right. I'm surprised how many food content makers eat healthy when yes. nobody's watching. You and so, I have been to shoots where big foodies shoot everything and then don't eat anything. We literally had to pivot to what you shoot today from what you eat today because when we ask what you eat today, it's just not fun. Kale salad. and Yeah, um, it was like kale salad, like low carb. Food, dude, Foodie Fit came up all the time. And Lindsay and... Sammy, they're all on the Foodie Fit kick. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they sold the fuck out of it. I, I think. Shout out to Alex Lee, dude. Killing it. Yep. I might, I might go there, man. I don't know. I'm trying to get a little better now, dude. Yeah. I am too. I mean, I, I generally keep it very light for breakfast and lunch because I know dinner is always insane. I mean, I can't have lobster three times a day. <laughs> can, I, can I ask you something? How do you, how do you keep up, dude? Are you scaling up somehow? Are you, you have help now? Like, what is, how are you doing it? Dude. I'm just doing how, it. I mean, Ayumi, my wife Ayumi is a big help, but I'm just, just I'm still just doing it. Is the quality of life good? You still have some time for yourself and stuff like yes. that? I'm pretty happy with where I am now. And honestly, I've turned, unfortunately, I've turned down business. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So you're not taking but, it all. I mean, I will 
because I mainly because I didn't feel like it was the right fit. I think if it was the right thing, I would make room for it. But if it feels like work and it's not fun, I don't want to fucking do it anymore. Dude, if somebody told me to go back to my old position right now, which I was making a lot of good money there, bro, you kill me now, dude. Yeah, hundred percent. We eat for this, and we, bro, like how I see you out. I don't know any more fun shit than that. You yeah, know? like just just us hanging out and eating, talking, chopping it up, and just being in the in the position that we're in and the right side of the wave that we're on, bro. I can't be I can't be happier right now. And this yeah. is why when I get frustrated, I check myself and going, what am I frustrated for, dude? I have a beautiful daughter. I just I woke up. I, I don't I don't have health issues, dude. I'm 46 years old. I don't know if any of the audience knows that. I'm the dinosaur in the No industry. one would ever think that. So I'm 46, and I often wake up and go, how many sunny Fridays do I have left in my life until I'm, a, I'm not able to kind of do a lot of shit anymore? How, can, how many beautiful sunny Sundays, uh, Fridays like this do I have when I can actually go out and go surf or something or go do something active and I'm not 75 years old not being able to do anything? Not that many. You know, yeah. uh, my mom is up there. You know what I mean? I have a, right. I have a two-year-old relationship with time, man. It's crazy. So, you know, that kind of stuff makes me a little bit more think about how grat- gratifying it is to to do this and and just fucking be alive. I was listening to Jesse Isler. It's like, imagine you're, you're, he's a billionaire. It's like, imagine you have billions of dollars. Imagine you're in an island. You got everything you fucking want. You got people feeding you grace. You have all the things that you ever wanted, but you have a fucking sore throat. And every time you swallow, dude, you know what I mean? The health, like right. nothing nothing matters more than your health and your your love and your relationship. And I'm, I, I think about that stuff a lot, dude, recently, because yeah. I'm old. Yeah, and it's weird, because like, now that we're a little more comfortable, you know, money's not an issue, this is the stuff that you can start working on. Yep. I have issues like uh, now I have a one year, I'm almost a two year old. I feel guilty when I'm at home, not working. And I feel guilty when I'm out, not at home, you know, and this kind of stuff makes you realize about time and what's more important and stuff like that. So I don't know. I didn't want to push on you out of nowhere. That's so off the subject. No, no, it's good. That's good stuff. Um, so thanks for sharing all that. Cause when people say that when, when they say go on the next level, you would think that we were talking about a lot of business strategies, but I feel like it's, it's just come down to me. Yeah, and that and everything that happens is is a byproduct of how you are. And yeah. I think the energy that you create and the momentum and because I'm so big about relationships now, how I carry myself, I need to do little things right for me to do the big things. I need to live the life that I preach, you know, stuff like that, dude. Like stupid stuff, you know. But yeah. that's not stupid. That are, it's just to me, I'm getting older, dude. And yeah. I kinda wanna I kinda wanna do things right. This is why the world is abundant. I don't care. Life is short. Take the business. Go kill it, everybody. Get into the food industry. Get into whatever the fuck industry you want. Just just love it enough that you create the best content in that industry and that everything else will just come to your way. Totally. Well, thanks for sharing all that. So let's go into 10 questions. If you're cool with it, it'll be a rapid fire style. Uh, and I reserve the right to stop the questions and go straight into a discussion. Okay. All right. So number one, uh, what was the last Amazon package that arrived at your door? It has to be Willow stuff. It, oh, okay, I'll, I'll tell you. Same day, same time. It was her trampoline and wow. the water table. You don't even want to know what a water table is, dude. It is badass. I wish I was two years old because she has this water spraying table that she plays with outside. And she's very active. So we got with her one of these uh, trampolines that are just circle and has a bar right. that 
needed hands on to. And she's just like hanging on to it and just trying. The best thing you can give your two year old, she's knocked the fuck out by like within two hours. She's tired. It's like a treadmill. Sounds exactly, like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know. I need one. Jumping rope is too hard. <laughs> Bro, please TikTok that and post. <laughs> okay. Another 10 right. million. <laughs> Next question Favorite guitar player of all time? Oh my God. What a question. What? I did not expect that. Wow, David Gilmore. Whoa, okay, Pink Floyd. I know you're a big. Uh, I, know, fan. I have so many, dude. I think mean, the mom scene that I looked up to for a long time. A technicality. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a. I'm a huge Randy Rhodes fan. Joe Satriani. There's so many, right? Like I, yeah. I can go on and on and on, bro. I can go on and on and on with that. That whole topic right there. But I, I think David of Gilmore. all time, yeah, David Gilmore. Very cool. Where's the weirdest or funniest place you've been recognized? I think I was in San Diego. I was out of town and okay. recognized me, but it kind of happens like not to me, dude, it does happen here and there, bro. I think they yeah. recognize my logo, you know, like my yeah, face. It's easy to logo, see with the glasses and the hair. My shit and and yeah. they come up to you. But check this out. Well, I'll tell you one of the, well, the craziest time. I was pitching a client at Taco Man, still our client. Every time I go to Taco Man, it happens. So I'm pitching, let's say you're there, I'm here, and I'm talking about how we have this network and how we, we were, were able to kind of like, we kill it in this local, we have this very hard, loyal local audience to the guy. And a lady with her son just walks up, doesn't say hi, doesn't do anything. She just walks up and goes, I go eat everywhere you post. <laughs> yes. In the middle of our pitch, how much is this? I'm blah, blah, going right. A girl just walks up and said, I eat everywhere you post. And then she says, I didn't see you post this place, though. You know what I mean? And just slide the contract over right you know, away. When she walked up, I'm like, your check is in the mail. Thanks for that act. You know what I mean? I'm like, I love it. So awesome. Okay, yes or no. Do you think there will come a time where Jump will run more TikTok accounts than Instagram accounts? Yes. Oh, yes. What's the one sure fire food that will pretty much always kill it for you on your account? Like, you know, you know, you have a really good feeling it's going to go, go off. No matter what, what type of food or like a dish? It could be type of food or a dish. Man, sushi, the sushi burger. And bro, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of steak and lobster too. It's just in, in Vegas or for us, other, like, not like LA and not like other cities. We just kill it in Vegas with fine dining. Steak and lobster and crab legs are the three pillars of fine dining, I would say. So that but also i've been really loving the cali bomb content man shout out to cali bomb not a client i just think like they have really good content there so it's it's done good for me but nothing like costco chicken bro <laughs> all right uh favorite energy drink i know you i know you love them i gotta get red, red bull guy i've been kind of liking the um the monster whites and bang key lime pie the other ones, I just want the orange, you know, the the the, or the, the watery orange one. I like that. A rock star orange flavor, just a okay. watery one. That's a really <laughs> good question, Phil. Wow. I need to know this stuff. People want to know. You put some time into this. I did. I did. Uh, you and Mindy's favorite takeout dinner. Parsley, Mediterranean, once a week. Cafe Rio, once a week. I go to Taco Taco a lot. I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, we do some Thai, but those are like regular stuff. One of my favorite takeout is Sushi Hero. I, I got to tell you, I know you like Tokyo Boys. 
I know you like other places. I think my favorite right now is Sushi Hero for just a quick go in there a la carte, not an omakase, get what I need. And when you get it to go there, they put it in this like really nice box, like a little sushi box and stuff like that. So we do a lot of sushi to go when we want to kind of get the real thing. I'll check it out. Do you think, uh, in your opinion, is Sushi Hero the best restaurant in Henderson? Best restaurant in Henderson? It's one of my favorites for sure, dude. Like I almost, yes. I love Vikings. I love a lot of other places. I think my favorite, I mean, shit, I wouldn't say favorite. I've been going to Top Sushi for all you can eat sushi. Henderson has some stuff, man. Don't knock Henderson. Yeah, I can already see your face like going, okay, buddy. And then last of all, your favorite Vegas hotel. Cosmo. I like Wynn and Encore. It's more my style, but I have more fun at Cosmo. And can you really beat Cosmo's food options? No. I don't know. Bro, I really love Haleo. I really love that whole Block 16 over there. And I think they, they kind of got it going on. So, yeah, I would, I, would say, I would say Cosmo is one of the funnest. Very cool. That about wraps it up. I mean, Paul, is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to talk about? No, uh, I would say that whoever's listening to this and whoever wants to kind of like find out about what we do, um, our company name is JMP Force. We call it Jump Force. Uh, my handle everywhere is Ryu Sauce, like the guy from Street Fighter, R-Y-U Sauce. And um, hey, I really appreciate your time, man. This was really fun. This might be one of my one of my funnest conversations on a podcast yet. Well, hopefully you'll be open to come back on because uh, I got uh, some crazy ideas later on and should be pretty cool. 100%. And you know what, dude? I like talking to people that actually know what's going on in our lives. I think that's a really good angle for you. I feel like you're going to kill it, man. Just keep going with this. And let me know if you need more guest ideas, bro. Let me know if I can help in any way. I feel like you're doing a really good thing here. You should do more Clubhouse too, bro, if you're doing this. I know. I just, I'm just always out. Whenever you guys are on at like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, I'm like... Well, that tells you who's more busier. You know? <laughs> you, right. And are you sure that we're the biggest, bro? You know, like, uh, are, you, are you sure about that? Because, man... Yeah. Yeah, Could we do like an 11 p.m. one or a midnight one? Sure. Let's, <laughs> dude, me and you should do it. But all the power to you, dude. I, I really like seeing how you're killing it out there. I feel like I'm the one that looks up to you all the time. So I really appreciate it, man. I really, really appreciate your time doing this and, and choosing me. Of course. Of course. You were a, a must-have uh, guest. And yeah, I mean, talk about looking up to me. I look up to you too. So this is it. why Vegas is going to actually succeed, dude. You know, and um, I think I think we have a really good, good year or two coming at us right now for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. And you can already feel it. I know on your end, yeah. the thing's coming back around right now. We're both getting busier, I feel like, and phone's ringing a little bit more. And, you know, it's all it's all good, dude. It's been awesome. Yeah. Yep. And I think the best is yet to come, for sure. I agree. By the way, one of the biggest things that I'm struggling with right now is getting employees for my clients. So I'm getting a lot of people calling me saying, hey, can we do Facebook ads for employment? So yeah. that's kind of sad to see. But, hey, things are coming back around. Sales are there. Thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. Of course. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast. For more information about me and where I've been dining recently, check out my Instagram and TikTok at Las Vegas Phil, or feel free to drop me an email at lasvegasphil at gmail.com. Stay tuned as a new episode of my show debuts each week on the Eat, Drink, and Dine podcast network every Wednesday at noon. My guest next week will be Lindsay Stewart, aka at the Las Vegas Foodie. See you next week.